This is the Philly Soccer Show. I'm KOW News Radio's Greg Orlandini, along with Mike Cervetio from the Philly Soccer Page. This week, we talk the business of soccer jerseys with Chris Gibbons from the All Three Points Podcast. In the studio with us, Chris Gibbons from uh, our sister podcast, because we call it that, our sister podcast that is hosted on the Philly Soccer Page, uh, All Three Points. So good. The, so good to be here. So, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm, indoors. Have, I'm indoors. Right. Like, yeah, 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 it indoors. is. Yeah. Depending on when you're listening to this, it is brutally cold, as I'm sure you it's know. It's always awful when I have to come over here. It rains. It, it rains. Yeah. It's, it's windy. the gauntlet I mean, that you I'm, have to go through to just to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a pretty bitter person to start with when we right. talk the union, and then I just I, it, it, it gets worse. The weather doesn't help. <laughs> I'm sorry, and guys. That, that is the voice of our <laughs> steady co-host here, Mike Cervetio. Uh, so that's enough of the weather. So <laughs> last week, last couple of weeks, uh, last couple of shows, actually, we, we, this, this subject has come up and it really stuck and struck a nerve on our Twitter account. And everybody that's listening probably had a few words about it. It's about the jerseys, the specifically the union jerseys. And jerseys are important to soccer fans. I'm going to paraphrase uh, something I heard one of my favorite podcasters say, Dan Carlin, the great history podcaster. Uh, Soccer fans are like every other sports fans, just more. So everything that's important to a sports fan is more important to a soccer fan. So, you know, for a baseball fan, New Jersey, it's exciting. It's fun. It's cool. But for a soccer fan, it's more. It's, it's, it's the, you know, the, the, the community of tribalism that's involved in the sport, all of that. It's a symbol of that. So, uh, so, so people speak passionately about jerseys, and they did on Twitter. So we wanted to kind of dedicate some a little more time on that. And Chris is a man that follows jerseys. Half of my Twitter feed. <laughs> I mean, it is half my Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you make a good a good comparison. Like, the Phillies have had the same jersey for 20 years. Roughly, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they update. They kind of tweak their logo they this year. But, uh, yeah. but the average person would never know the difference, right? And, right? and you were, Mike, you were talking earlier, like a soccer team at the very least has a new kit every year. Some have two or three or four kits every year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it goes along with the brand. It goes along with the experience. And frankly, it becomes an event every offseason that I think the union are trying trying to capitalize on, right? Like David Akam showed up teasing the jersey at the airport last year and eagle-eyed Twitter people were like, that looks like it might be a new jersey. And this one... I think all of us were sort of hoping there would be maybe another signing. With no. New jersey. Well, I mean, I think they, they let Santos kind they of leak, Santos leak, leak yeah. the jersey. That's cool, but he was already here. He's, I mean, yeah, we knew, we knew about that. Point, right? was, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the weird thing that's happening with this jersey right now is um, the bubble of Negadelphia is real. Um, anybody who has any connection to the team as a fan hates this jersey. And everybody else who seems to be disconnected in any way loves this jersey. Yeah, I haven't I haven't come across that many people that love the, mm-hmm. the way kit this year. I would encourage you to go on like uh, I'm trying to think of an example, and of course on the spot I can't. A, a bunch of these sort of like blogs that aggregate jerseys, yeah. and just, you, follow, you follow more jersey blogs <laughs> than I do. <laughs> like, I, I'm positive. <laughs> my wife wants to know what I'm doing late at night. That's basically what <laughs> I'm doing. Yeah. Um, no, I mean the universal response is like this thing is smooth. It's clean. It's like super I mean, understated. It, 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 it is those things, and but what I think is. The Negadelphian thing, or, or or just Union fans in general at this point, is that it's boring, and they've been boring and consistently. Not boring. only is it boring, it lacks identity because you have yeah. other colors in the Union palette, <laughs> right. yeah. To go to, you have the gold, and 
I remember the year I ended up buying this jersey, but I kind of criticized it. Said it looked like a Wigan jersey, but they had that lighter blue with the yeah, strip yeah, with, with the strip down the middle, and, and it really grew on me. I ended up picking one up, and you know, it, and and it's a very good jersey, and yeah. it, it and but it makes sense. It has the Philadelphia flag colors in it, right? And and it it has personality to it. I think I mentioned it last year, like uh, you know the. I always saw one of the more iconic jerseys in MLS is DC United because they have a really strong mm-hmm. crest yep. and black and red and just really strong colors. And, like, why isn't there change strip red, you know? Yeah. And it's and it's probably white again. And it's – so, I mean, I'm not – it's not isolated to Philly. It's kind of a league issue in a way. But since we're here, we're talking no. about it. So it, it, it just it, – it takes away from – not really takes away, but doesn't add to the identity of the team. And I think importantly this year too, it's it is the tenth anniversary of the team. Mm-hmm. So I I think that there was at least an expectation that there would be something cool to celebrate right. the tenth anniversary. Instead, we got back tags. Yeah. And what the hell is a back tag? Did you guys know that word before, like a no, month ago? I did because I no, did not. No. I, and, look, I can just picture the the union marketing meeting of like, what do we call these? Well, so and then and then the sort of like subtext of that is they announced sort of the first round of winners, and one of them was um, I can't remember the guy's name, the LGBTQ. Pride flag, which I think is amazing and, and a pretty amazing thing for a, a franchise to do. But then even in the press release of that, they never actually mentioned what the flag was for. Mm. They kind of just shuffled all the words out. So even in the delivery of what should be you know, a very interesting statement from a professional sports franchise, they even kind of fumbled the delivery of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you know, the, the kid agreement that, that Adidas has with MLS is a, a huge revenue stream for teams. Like it's $700 million over six years. Hundred seventeen thousand dollars a hundred and seventeen million dollars a year. Split what, twenty six ways, give mm, or take. Yeah. So you add the Beambo sponsorship to that, that's like seven or eight million dollars a year straight on on shirts. You would think maybe maybe the opposite is true. You would think they would want to make each team would want to make a really big statement. And some of them do. Like if you've seen um Vancouver's throwback, the nineteen seventies throwback, mm-hmm. it is Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they're going to throw blue shorts and white socks on it. It's going to look amazing. Right. Um, but even that's built off of the same template that Chicago Fire are using for their away kit. Well, and I think that that's part of the problem, too, is and I think you can see it very clearly. And yeah. We were talking a little bit about this before we came on. Brian Strauss on Twitter last year, he shared a graphic with all of the teams with white and black shirts. Mm-hmm. There's so many white and black shirts. It was cold. Um, and and the, even the dark blue union was as good as black. Right. And, and, and also the, there's, there's so little stylistically different from each club. I mean, if, if, if you look at, you know, EPL or you look at Bundesliga, there's so many different kinds of shirts. There's, there's hoops, there's stripes, right. there's diagonal sashes, there's full colors, and there's again, different and short independent brands. And again, it speaks to identity. I mean, you, know, you as a writing fan, the hoops are wrapped into the identity yes. of the team. Well, that, that was the baffling thing for me two years ago, or I guess it was last year when Union changed to hoops. hoops. And I was like, yeah. well, cool, I like hoops. But like, yeah. also like... That was one of the only things that had lasted through eight years of the union was the the, the vertical stripe, right. the gold stripe. And I was like, okay, well, well we're getting rid of the one identifying the one thing, thing about the jersey. And it's just like it's basically – it's a hoop jersey where you can't see the hoops can't that see well. The hoops. And right. there, so there was the weekend – was it last year or two years ago when the league did the recycled part – was the parley kits, the parley kits that were made from recycled materials mm-hmm. and everybody wore either mm-hmm. white or black. So that whole weekend, you turn on the matches, you couldn't tell who anybody was. Right. But that's actually what the jerseys look like in the league now. Like, yeah. unless it's purple or green or, you know, who knows what if Miami comes in as pink. Everybody's right. either dark blue or black right. and white. And and 
I don't know. It's it's super frustrating. Although it's funny, every uh, FC Cincinnati. Every time I see them tweet something about a sign or th- something, I think it's the Dutch national team because they're just so orange. Mm. Good. I mean, good. Yeah. <laughs> embrace the but, orange but, but and get your stripes right. Right. Yeah, but that, I mean, that, that's a good thing because there's no orange team in the league except that. And, well, and it, well, it, it, isn't Houston? Houston. Houston. But well, even Houston, but, but it's like it's different. They've even different embraced tone. that black. Yeah. Too with I mean their their Houston Astros kit like the throwback yeah. Yeah, is cool awesome yeah yeah but again same template as Chicago mm-hmm. you know it's super, you know um, that's the thing I mean yeah. to talk about union of wagers these two and I'm really excited to see Chris's post coming up oh, on Philly Soccer page on Friday because he he asked people to submit next uh, thir- it'll be out next ne- Thursday next Thursday yeah, sorry yeah. contest ends on Friday oh yeah, so, yeah, okay yeah. sorry do want to talk about that but yeah it's sure. for sure <laughs> um design jerseys and I'm I'm I I've been obsessed with the idea of the union wearing a yellow shirt. For like eight years, makes mm-hmm. sense. And, and and Chris will know this that I'm partial to yellow shirts because we played on the same club team for a long time and yeah. we were yellow and blue. Yeah, but it's a color in the Union jersey already. Right, it is a color in the Philadelphia flag, and it doesn't clash with anybody besides Columbus. Mm-hmm. And when we play Columbus, we can wear blue. We can right, wear blue. so you could wear that yellow jersey all the time. It would work. <laughs> I have this. I have this working theory that only occurred to me yesterday, which is. I wonder if there's like a really high number of colorblind players on the union who, <laughs> who if they did two like color on color, would just have a major issue right. identify. And, and maybe like, that's like the, pa- the passing numbers would just, right. you know, would just, just really be skewed. Yeah. Well, uh, people, people do struggle with that with soccer. I know. And, and when NFL has done the, the color rush, color rush. Oh, yeah. oh. Ke- our buddy Kevin K complains about that. Cause he's, he's partially colorblind. Right. Maybe it's Kevin who's doing this. He's undermining the whole thing. Is I it would, you, I Kevin? wouldn't be surprised, Kevin. Oh, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean the col- I mean, uh, yeah, the color rush thing. I guess it, it's a good idea, poor execution. And I, I, I'm not saying MLS should do something like that, but it, at least it's it, it would know, bring color, in. right? Right. I mean, you know, NFL they are just a beast unto themselves, so they kind of do whatever they yeah. feel like doing. But you know, it's, it's an interesting concept. At least I'm not saying that's the direction MLS should go, but. They got to go in some direction. No, but I think you bring up a really good point, which is what I what I think the NFL does well with Color Rush is just change the visual. I know that sounds mm-hmm. kind of corny, but I grew up with Sports Illustrated and ESPN the magazine sort of in its original iteration where you know the first 10 pages were these just brilliant yeah. photographs. And when I think about like the LA Rams are in the Super Bowl this year, are they LA now? Yeah, they're yeah, back in LA. LA. <laughs> right. But, but, right. That's, that's um, a fair question. No, absolutely. <laughs> but the pictures of them in the Coliseum, which the way that it's lit, the stands are dark and the field is light. And the NBA started doing this too, where they would, they yeah. would dim the lights around the court. I mean, it just, it's striking. It's, right. it's, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about <laughs> it because that's the thing that I like. Uh, but I think the, I think the league is missing a huge opportunity, which is, you know, Talent Energy Stadium is, is somewhat generic, but it's in a beautiful location, and the sight lines are really good, and some of the visuals could be incredible. Yeah, they really are. And I think they're missing a great opportunity to showcase a product that also happens to be a soccer jersey. And mm-hmm. and I loved the blue, the light blue kit. You turn on the TV, if that was your kit, you knew exactly who it was. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. time. You just don't know when you turn the team on anymore, and that that's a failure in design. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so we're going to talk about, again, something that you brought up and alluded to earlier, and which was definitely talked about on Twitter – it's the name across the front of the jersey. Yeah, is there a, is there a brand I haven't heard? <laughs> Apparently <laughs> there heard. is, and to the point, and I think this is the first, at least first time they, they put kind of words to it, uh, to the point where Tim McDermott in that Q and A session they did said that maybe Bimbo's not the 
best name to throw in a jersey in, in an American team? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's obvious. And yeah. and if you look at my Twitter feed from a week and a half ago right. when we talked about this, and, and if you and, look at some of the comments on Philly Soccer Page or and, and on the on the pot in our page on our as podcast, well. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, people say they don't wear the jersey because it says bimbo on it. Particularly women say they don't wear it. They're they're tired of the jokes. People don't buy it. Mm-hmm. So why are we still using it? I mean, I, I mean, you know, to go back to what Tim said too, and I was really excited to hear that is if they're going to stick with Bimbo as the sponsor, they're at least thinking of changing to one of the other companies yeah. that Bimbo owns, whether it was Thomas's, yeah. which is English Muffin, and and and, 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 and yeah, the, Sarah Lee, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I mean, Bimbo has, I mean, they're a massive company. I mean, Ooh, we, who owns Tasty Cake? Can we get uh, that there's, I think it's a company from Georgia that's now oh. involved with them, but yeah, it, it, it's but they. Absorb so many brands, and it's yeah. in North America now and across the world. I mean, they're the biggest baker in the world. That you have that option, but I don't know the language of the deal, and yeah. and I don't know Tim floating that out there to McDermott. I mean, it's it's, it's a great idea, but is that something you know they they have to work on, or if they, there's a new deal? I would think if the deal expires, they might try to look elsewhere. So I think the deal expires at the end of this year. It does. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to look at this from a highly rational business perspective because I own. What? That's not how we do this on this podcast. Look, yes. look <laughs> I own, I think, five. What union podcast jerseys. are you on? I own, I think, five jerseys, union jerseys, maybe a six this year. And I'm reserving judgment on the away jersey until I see it in person. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do they pay the union? $3 million a year? Two, million two, million? two I think. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um, I think Yokohama paid Chelsea 60 million pounds a year or something like that. <laughs> I mean, that's. Uh, um, but so. How many jerseys – and somebody pointed this out on, on Philly Soccer Page. This is not my idea. How many jerseys would the union have to sell? Let's say they just said we're walking away to make up that lost revenue. Or maybe they have a bid from Wawa and it's $1.5 million and then they'd have to make up the difference. Or maybe they have the bid from Comcast. And it's- that, that was my argument. The, the last time we recorded was you're, you're missing out on the walking billboards by selling a shirt that people don't want to wear. Correct. Correct. But Literally I would, anything else, you'd probably sell more jerseys. And if you had a cool Philadelphia-related sponsor like Wawa, yeah. Tasty K, I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's a portfolio I mean, of brands that Bimbo has, right? They have wh- whoever they have in South America and, and the union as well. I don't know if this was ever actually articulated, but it seemed like that sponsorship would be a sort of like a quote-unquote pathway into the Latino community. In Philadelphia, which I don't think it has been at all. No. No. I don't no, think anything the union has done has gotten <laughs> to be a pathway into that community. So really then it's Bimbo's choice to be in MLS and all other things be darned, I guess. Because right. it's not – to your point, it's not really working with fans. Right? No, no. It, 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 you know, it's, it's somewhere between not going to buy one to maybe I'll buy one. It's not like, oh, I have to rush out and get that. And, you know, and I, I don't begin to understand or know – the business of having a shirt deal, but if it was Wawa, the, I mean, the, the marketing opportunities kind of create One themselves. So. Yeah. And because there's a jillion Wawa's out there, yeah. you could have your union, you know, stuff in Wawa's. You could probably, you know, have a few shirts in there where you could buy them and have, you know, t-shirts or options like that. I, I would think that. That makes too much sense. Uh, yeah. I, I would, I would think that it, it, it would just be there. And again, not knowing how these things work or how deals get made, and and you, it may be less money on the barrelhead on the initial deal, but knowing those other marketing opportunities are there and those other opportunities for sales are there, 
I mean, what, what other companies do you guys think of from Philly that might work? Comcast is one that comes yeah. up a lot. I don't, I don't know how excited people. I, I have mixed feelings on that because yeah. Comcast is obviously a big company with a ton of money, but mm-hmm. also everybody hates them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's you know it's an American way to grasp about your cable company, but I mean they're they're a big corporate citizen here. Um, I, I Aramark, wonder, Aramark's based here. Yeah. They're they're a huge corporate uh, entity. Somebody uh, mentioned that uh, who which. Uh, uh, airplane maker is right down the street. Oh, uh, from, uh, uh, the there's Boeing. Boeing is right Boeing's down the street. Boeing's in Pennsylvania. Lockheed Martin's right, in the Lockheed area. Martin. You know, just looking on the other side of River Campbell's, Subaru yeah. have large, yeah. uh, uh, in Camden have large. Uh, what about what about Yards? I see Yards has really it, rebranded themselves and kind of making themselves Philly's beer. Kind yeah, of thing. they could. I mean, I don't know if they have. The, I don't know the, that, the, 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 the kind of money, but yeah, I don't know if they have the kind of money to do that. They may. They very well may. Right. But yeah, absolutely. Yards. Uh, you know, Yangling is a massive brand in in Pennsylvania now, in the region. I think about what um, Barcelona did. Maybe was it ten years ago where they said no kit sponsor for two years. We're going to make donations to UNICEF and put UNICEF shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like if the union are going to make these sort of broad stroke, we're different sort of statements. Like we're going to trade all of our drafts picks. We're going to play everybody who's five years younger than everybody else. Then like, okay, then then make a statement on your kit too. They put, or, or to they poor, put, poor yeah. for that. But they're, yeah. made, they're, they're donating money one way or another to sort of the youth initiatives that they do yeah. and yeah. the Chester stuff. Like, but yeah, you put Phil Abundance. Put Phil Abundance on there. You know, yeah. Right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's one of the, you know, the biggest and best known charities in, in the city. I, I mean, don't know. It just seems like a missed opportunity to say uh, Bimbo was the highest bidder 2011 and we re-upped because they gave us a little more money mm-hmm. i get the revenue stream but i just think it's short-sighted yeah and it's, I, at some point you have to kind of break out of that mindset yeah yeah well i i think when they they first made the partnership too i i think i i might have probably even spoke out in defense of it because it was a you know Bebo i'm still sponsor- in defense of it i'm still think it's a good thing but. okay i mean that's fine yeah you know it's it's a it's a a company that sponsored soccer for a very long time. Yeah. They've sponsored, I think, the whole Liga MX at one point, um, but at least a yeah. number of the high-profile teams mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It had the the soccer recognition of like, oh, that's a name that appears on soccer shirts, even though it's kind of a weird word in English. Mm-hmm. And, but now that we're seven or eight years into this, I'm done. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, I, I, it, it just it, it came to me when we were talking last week. I just think you're missing out on the billboards. Well, you you didn't bend, um, you know, popular opinion your way. Yeah, and maybe you didn't try to. Well, I don't think they tried to either because they they yeah. color clashed with the the union kit for forever until yeah. this year where they finally integrated into the color so scheme. So here's the only issue I have with that, which is now all the pictures look there like they're in black and white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, not that I loved the logo, or not that I loved anything about it. Just at least you could prove that it wasn't just a black and white shirt, yeah. which is what the league is sort of bleeding into. Yeah, to, you know. right. Um, so broadly. Um, yeah, you know, Chris, you t- you talked about the uh, the you know the league wide deal that Adidas has, and it's it's for ML. And you, you know, speaking in terms of MLS money, yeah. it's a very good deal for the league, and just affords a lot of teams some you know liquid cash. Um, and it this is just not how, and it, it's so weird because MLS just always has to straddle that line between being a soccer league and a North American sports league, yes. and this is one of those lines they straddle. Do you ever see MLS going the Premier League route, the Serie A route, and saying, all right, 24 teams, you're all responsible now for your own jerseys? Yeah. 
I mean, until there are international clubs, probably not. Mm-hmm. So this deal is a $700 million over six years. It comes up for renegotiation in 2023, which is three years before the World Cup this mm-hmm. year. One would have to imagine if you have Beckham's team in the league and maybe two or four more expansion teams at that point, um, there would be enough of a high profile that you could maybe make that argument. Right. But I think you could also make an equally compelling argument that in 2023, Nike just comes in and says, we're going to give you a billion dollars over mm-hmm. the next six years or a one and a half billion dollars. And you can't say no to that. You can't say no to that. But equally, this deal is five times bigger than the one that came before it. So mm-hmm. you have to assume... Again, you add four more years to this. MLS seems to be on a reasonably stable trajectory and timing its market pretty, pretty um, cleanly with the decline of hockey. Like you know, MLS's kit deal is bigger than hockey's kit deal. Um, the sort of not decline of football, but at least the reassessment of whether football is valuable, and definitely the decline of baseball. Um, I'm sure it could happen in the future, but you need an LIFC, you need a Portland Timbers, you need a New York somebody's and a Miami, international Miami, to have that leverage where they could go out and get their own billion-dollar deal. Which Which I remember is probably going on almost 20 years now, but the Cowboys try that. Mm -hmm. They try to cut their own deals with Nike and cut their own deals separately. And there was so much like pearl clutching from within the league, like how dare they do that. And But, you know, it's... You know, we're Philadelphia, we hate the Cowboys, but the reality is they're a massive brand. Jerry Jones has a lot of leverage within that league. Yep. And you're right, you can't really point to anybody currently in MLS that has that kind of leverage yet. yet. I, I mean, you could... Give, I, give I, Arthur I think, Blank a couple more years. Well, yeah, he's, Arthur, working, Arthur, he's working Arthur on Blank it. Even mentioned, mentioned and and, and if NYFC cared to, they probably could because they are, they are backed by you know yeah. the money they're backed with. If they cared to, they could, but maybe they just it, it, it's not a fight they want to have right now. Um, yeah, so it's, it, it's interesting to see in a few years if, if, if these these individual team brands start blossoming to where you have ownerships, where you have – and Art Blank could, though. Art Blank, but I think he's he's playing nice with the league, and I think just personality-wise he's not Jerry Jones. No, but know. his savvy is that he is pushing everybody without pushing anyone. Yeah. No, he's just saying, like, we flipped Almiron for 2x, $30 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won the league, not going away, but it wasn't really that close last year. And we're playing within all the rules to see if mm-hmm. we can keep up. Right. And I think if if anything does it, it's going to be stuff like that. And then if Beckham finally gets his team and lands Pep Guardiola or somebody of right. that caliber as a coach, because everybody says the thing about Miami is it's this international town, and you're going to get superstars who just have always wanted to live in right. Miami. Who want a condo on the beach. Who want know. a condo on the beach. I mean, who doesn't? And right. I think you start to have you start to push it in different directions. LAFC's kind of done the same thing. Um, you could see a compelling reason at some point where Arthur Blank just says, I'm going to do this on my own because mm-hmm. I can get $100, $100 million a year. Right, because I can. Because I can. Yeah, and, and you know, there's no real – Again, I don't know what the full deal is, but there's no real letter of the law that's going to stop me, and I can do it. In yeah. 2023, you could see enough pressure to make it happen. But until then, the, the kid feels pretty ironclad. Mm-hmm. You know, every, it's the it's this single-entity structure that everybody loves and hates. <laughs> well, I, I think you, you won't see a lot of teams with a lot of different dynamic kits with Adidas for the next couple of years. But I, I wonder even if that can change within the deal, because mm-hmm. it, it seems like everybody is pigeonholed into only a handful of, of styles. And I, it, you know, I made the joke on Twitter last week that 
you know, whatever 18-year-old Adidas has working on it in the intern department, like, he's getting some great, great, great real-life experience at the, the, you know, the scorn of every MLS fan yeah. being bored out of their mind with their team's jerseys over the last five years. So, and I don't know what the, the jersey process looks like from the team perspective. Right. I'd actually love to, to, to talk. Maybe we can get... Uh, so the Tim la- on. Yeah, it would be yeah. great to have Tim on. The, la- the last I remember, PSP did an interview. This was maybe – this was even before I was writing for PSP. Okay. But as I remember it, it was something like an 18-month cycle where the jersey that came out today was really an inception right after the last Awake kit came out, which, by the way, was the best Awake kit other than the light blue mm-hmm. after a totally garbage all-white with the sublimated stars in the front. The um, What was the one two ago? It was just all white. Uh, yeah, I think blue shoulders or no, that was four ago. So okay. it was all white with a golden blue collar, and it had a white. It had the bib, mm-hmm. but you could only see the bib up close. It had just like star, like a. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But okay. it was totally not uh, memorable, which is why neither of you remember it. <laughs> I t- I'm not a white kid. It was the Fernando yeah, yeah. Aristegueta era of Union. Okay. Oh wow! Oh, God. I can the, picture. The, I can picture Fernando. Days, right. The heady days of Fernando Aristegueta. Um. So the problem with the 18 month lead is you have to kind of come up with a theme, come up with a couple examples, and try and meet you know, a fashion market 18 months ahead, which is what every designer in the world does. And certainly Adidas is equipped to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the point you made, Greg, which is the failure is, or Mike, it is the 10 year anniversary. Like <laughs> this is supposed to be a kit that everybody remembers forever. And mm-hmm. again, I'm reserving judgment till I see it in person or see it on TV, but it, I just, I'm not convinced yet. Yeah. That, and that's, that's the other thing, you know, that you see in the premier league is they'll tie a kit into something. Yeah. I mean, yes. uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll it, it means something because, you know, Liverpool will have a kit that commemorates, you know, something. And Manchester United might have a kit that's, you know, it's about the Busby babes or, you know, and it's great. Or like a throwback to that. And it, it means, again, it's all marketing, but it, it's something that you can have in your hand and say, oh, yeah, this, I remember, you know, this is about, you know, when Arsenal won in 89 mm-hmm. on the two goals or right. this is about, you know, you know, the year we, you know, we had a great escape, like if it was Tam or something, yeah, we, yeah. we had a great escape and it means something to that. Yeah. You know. And a good, a good kit. Like if you think about Arsenal is a great example, like you throw that maroon kit with the gold O on it. I don't have to tell you what player everybody's mind right. jumps to, right? Like that's a huge, mm-hmm. important, memorable era for the team. You can make a huge statement and, and an important statement with that. And I said that white kit in the Fernando Aristogueta era because nobody remembered, right? No one yeah. would even remember that. And, kit. and mm-hmm. you look at, you know, again going back to Liverpool, um, they had Carlsberg, yeah, for mm-hmm. so long for that so long. that you almost you don't separate the brand from the team. Right. It's it's you know, and it was just weird that when they trans, uh, you know, translated for, or, or transitioned from that, yeah, that you, the brand was so kind of wrapped up with that team, it's tough to separate, and that. You know, I think that's what the team wants. That's what the brand wants. So, yeah, it, it, it's – and like you said, we're talking about some of these union kits. No, that was three – what was it? That, that kit? It's, they're just not – they don't stick. I mean, that's you, a problem. When you think of away kits, I, there's only two that stick in my mind, which is the, the light blue one that you guys mm-hmm. mentioned and the, the first year the kit. The, 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 the mustard. The mustard. Yeah, it wasn't a great idea. But, no, it wasn't. But but it's kind of memorable. It had its own charm. I didn't hate it really. Right. And, and that was something that uh, – Earl mentioned to me on Twitter, Earl Gardner, was, you know, what 
10 years into this, a throwback to the mustard kit that right. is a better version of the mustard kit, yeah. people would be into it. Oh, yeah. And it would be like, oh, I remember that. was right. Yeah. That was the first year. But you could, they do, looked, you could they do, looked, do it better. They looked funny when they got, you know, the guys were sweating. But, yeah, you make you adjust the colors, you would have yeah. to do with different material. Yeah. It, does, it, it will make it, you know, look better. And, again, those are, those are the two most memorable ones. And since then, they really they just haven't had one. Yeah. I would you argue know. the two most successful kits they've had have been the – Bethlehem Steel, mm-hmm. third kit. Those were great, yeah. Great yep. kit. And then, honestly, last year for the Open Cup final, they did the light blue throwback mm-hmm. Beanbow logo warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were out. cool. They were cool, and they sold out in like 10 minutes yeah. after right. stop. Yeah. And I would have hoped that they would have taken that signal from the marketplace that said, we like throwbacks that have some sort of story behind them, and we like interesting sort of off template designs at, I, I don't know yeah it's, it's you would um, you would think that I someone would, would have taken that note i don't know <laughs> yeah and, and you're not somehow not surprised that I they just didn't believe <laughs> that if you give people what they want they'll yeah. buy more of it yeah and you know I'm, it's, it's an interesting business philosophy I'm, I'm, you might have a future <laughs> in this I'm, I'm really hoping <laughs> hoping to have to get you guys are listening i'm really hoping to have tim on we had him on when he first came in the team he's a fascinating guy to speak with and oh, he I'll, gave us a great interview sure. and so that's definitely I don't want to be the majority of what we would talk to him about, but it would definitely be. It would be on the list. Yeah. Big hey, I, I think he, I mean, he might be down for it, too. He seems oh, to be for sure. doing a little bit more public yeah, things. for sure. Um, so, you know, let's wrap up with kind of what's actually happening with the team. Oh, yeah. There was a game today. There was a game today. You guys know about that? Uh, uh, scrimmage against Red Bull. They won 3-2. Uh, Corey Burke, uh, Fafa Paco, yeah. and um, Anthony Fontana. Anthony Fontana. Yeah. Yeah. Put, put Fontana out there; he'll score for you. I yeah. like that. Um, um, I think the, the most exciting news was the the formation, right? At it least was that, I mean, a, n- no, nobody saw any of this, right? It none of it. Streamed no. anything. Right? It was a four four two, and just by looking at it, at least initially, quite mm. a narrow four four two. The old four one 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 one, and pretty one, much um, Craval out there on the left, oh, and man. Harris down, sitting in the middle, kind of being the the holding midfielder, which I'm. Little concerned about. Um, it was a Bedoya on the right and Elsinio in the middle, and he had Santos and uh, Burke starting up up top. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm just happy to I'm not curious. see four four uh, four two three one. Somebody, I forget who, whatever one of these stats, internet stats guys put yeah. up a stat which was the most likely next action after a cross, and goal was less than one percent of the time. And so, if you're going to be narrow. Yeah. That's great because the yeah. union have been a team that have just launched crosses yeah. to the yeah. seats for years and years and years. So and with great. only one striker in with the box. With only one striker. Well, and not a particularly yeah. great in the air striker <laughs> in that situation. Well, it was um, – it would be – you know, we obviously didn't get to see it. It would be interesting to see, you know, the, the, the ideas that Ernst has brought, brought in, especially this pressing idea and yeah. the whole reason why they decided – well, one of the reasons, I guess, why they decided to move away from Keegan Rosenberry where he's not a uh, – Player. He's not a union player, <laughs> but he's not a um, pressing fullback, yeah. right? I, I'm the I was I thought that that Tanner might lose the team or the fans with that move. Um, I, I think it was tough to sell. It was, it, it, uh, I, and I think he still might. Um, I, I think people are willing to give him a chance, yeah, because I don't think people were particularly keen on the Ernie Stewart era of player signings and ideas. But even mm-hmm. when Ernie came, one of his first moves was shipping the two out again. Remember, he, yeah, like, yeah, kind of, yeah, later in the year. But yeah, it yeah, was. But, uh, it, yeah. but I don't think that ever worked in his favor. I don't think so either. <laughs> um, Just saying, he tried but, to make so, his mark. So, but if you know, we get 
10 games into the season and Olivier Mbazo is is not working out at right back and Ray Gaddis is Gattis. putting in Ray Gaddis play. Look, play. Dosta yeah. uses him on FIFA, man. That's all I care about. Uh, at left back. I don't want to know about it. Yeah. Apparently he dispossessed Messi late in the game for the win. That's all I know. <laughs> He's a true professional, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that's that's what we can say. Dosta and Ray. Yes. No, you, your point's a valid one. But, but you know, I think, you know, if, if Mbazo ends up being... You Lights know, out. Yeah, right. and if, he, if he's putting in strong performances, I, I think everybody's willing to give a little bit of leeway in mm-hmm. terms of having a rookie right back again. But Right, but that's the thing. It's got to work. It's not like we had an ironclad... Right, yeah, replacement for him. Yeah, yeah so that, but, I mean, it's know, a bold I mean, we move, yeah, but it's yeah. got to work. Yeah, there's um, so like the union finished the season with 30 guys on the t- on the first team roster last year, and they have 22 or 23 right now. Mm-hmm. Bethlehem Steel, I think, has seven guys under contract. Um, and so a lot of this is blind faith from a fan standpoint, because frankly, we don't even know who the players are. Yeah, no. Um, and I think that's probably the most unsettling thing. Six weeks out or five weeks out, and I, th- I think it's, it's four. It's four weeks out. Four right? weeks out, and Saturday. I, yeah, oh, it's going to be so cold. <laughs> and I think it's Winter a schedule. lot. Flip it. I think it's a lot of hopeful hopefulness with a calm that he's David a calm again. But and wasn't he training off to the side last week at Penn? He was. I think that he's going to be integrated into the yeah, regular okay. preseason. I think they training. said he. I think initially they said he was going to be good for. Okay. The, yeah, the beginning. I think Jim said he was eighty percent at this point. Which yeah. you know, coming off the surgery is not. Like eighty percent is probably Mo is still Mo would do is still eighty <laughs> percent. I mean, I no disrespect. No, no, you're, you're right. It's just like David Akam, man. He was such a union killer for right. the yeah. entire time in Chicago, and can't can't even dribble the ball. Yeah, it was it was it was tough to watch, and it was you know a difficult pill. But you know, and I hate that term. Oh, he's coming back from injuries. It's almost like a new signing. It's not. It's totally not. But um, but if he can be David Akam again, then that, that's a shot, that's definitely a shot in the arm for the team. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm not excited to see El Sino in a ten no. type role. I mean, no, I think that the role of the the ten or creative midfielder is is a little bit different in a four four two type mm-hmm. formation. But still, there's creativity involved, and he's you know El Sino has not shown himself to be a fit player. Uh, he's he's a sixty minute guy I, or I, a thirty minute I, guy. Right. I thought they found such a good role for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that late game energy guy mm-hmm. where you bring him in you could bring him in different situations if you need him to hold the ball you could do that if you need him to create you could help create a goal or score, get one himself or you know if if, if yeah I, I think they found such a good role for him and he's not you know again he's not a 25 year old guy he's you know definitely on the other side of 30 at this point so this is kind of what you got with him yeah um i don't know i'm interested to see how santos fits into the the creative side of the the play mm-hmm. uh from accounts from training last week he seemed very fast yeah. um good on the ball clinical so i mean the things that you'd want to hear about That's a striker and if you know you know you have fafa who is probably top three fastest guy in the league mm-hmm. you know he's definitely or top five at least if you know if a calm gets healthy you know is is just has that kind of that real rare speed as well and if Santos is another fast guy, if you could have like that front three, we guys that fast. That's you know, you, if, they, if you want to go out there with a front three like that, or have one of them tuck underneath, or however you want to set it up, I mean, that's going to be and then you, that could be interesting. And especially too, if you yeah. want to mix in your your basher guys of of Corey Burke and yeah. CJ Sapong, who are more physical specimens, willing to to be in the trenches a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's there's different combinations there too. You can have one of those faster guys playing off one of those bigger guys. You can right. have two of 
whichever. Yeah. That, it, it's it's a little bit more versatile than we've seen from the union right. forward and, line. And it's more versatile, and Jim's going to have the opportunity to be more versatile because he's not married to you know a, a rigid set formation anymore. Yeah, and I think the what ended up being problematic for him there was <clears throat> if you've only got one template, then then. No one's ever going to be a better passer than Harris Madunian, so you can't ever sub him out. Right. And no one's ever going to be faster on the wing than Fafa Pico, so you can't sub him out. And the problem with that is you can't sub him out. Like, you can't do squad rotation because your best guy is always going to be your best guy. But if you have these sort of different ways that you can attack and defend and, and as Tanner put it, like, be less, uh, be more inconvenient to play against, mm-hmm. then you, I mean, you might have a team where you throw – your bashers up there, and you even throw Aurelian Collin in because you know he's just the right guy to, and and you just I don't know. I you could play, you could do something I haven't done in years: play matchups. Yeah, which right. They just they you don't know, do that, and you know they can do that now. They have because I I made the point last time they were never good enough just on a talent level to go out there and say here's our system, this is what we do. You you got you got to beat us. Yep. I mean, you got like I said, you got to be like Atlanta good to do that. You got to mm-hmm. be. There's not many teams in MLS. Yeah. That can, no, there isn't. Can do that. And there, there definitely isn't. I mean, Atlanta's probably one of two. You know, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Portland. Uh, Portland can do that. I would throw Red Bulls in that group just because of the, the style yeah. they play. Yeah, and Columbus kind of, crew, at least. Yeah, the, the Burhalter. Pre, there, there's yeah. not too many teams I could just say well, this is what we're playing. This is what we're doing. No, they. You know, and it's it's so weird how the union are sometimes with things, but. It, it just, especially under Ernie, it, it felt like you were showing weakness if you did that, because that was like just the Ernie attitude, and yeah, yeah, we're showing weakness, but I mean, okay, but I don't. It, it was always unbelievable, unbelievable to me that they weren't adaptable in, in huge situations too. Like if you go back to the Open Cup final last year, you're losing two, three, nothing in that game. Mm-hmm. What risk is it to go three at the back for the last twenty minutes of that game? Right, right. I mean, it's it's one and done. You're, I mean, you're, what what good is Ray Gaddis really gonna do on the field? at that point. Right. Throw another striker out there just to do it. Like the weird we the, we've done that in the the, the Casa <laughs> League when we've been down by two goals. There's 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 no point in playing that. Yeah. You know, no, if we lose four nothing, okay, fine. So I'll be devil's advocate here, which is like they were a competent CJ Sapong season away from being second or third in the East. And so like this delicate, mm-hmm. fragile system, which we all agree was not good enough, was an expected goals difference from what CJ scored versus what he should have scored from from right. like having a bye and a home game in the yeah. playoffs. And so I, I, I kind of understand that philosophy, but to your point, if it's not working, and the right. Open Cup final was the rip-off-the-band-aid expose that it was not working, and then New York City and the season back-to-back yeah, back back, was yeah. even worse, right. it's like, okay, you better figure something out because people have figured you out. Oh, right. You're yeah. not executing, it's just not working. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. So uh, I think we'll wrap it up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting conversation. Yeah. Kind of getting away from the usual stuff there. I think uh, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, Chris, please tell people where they can find your work. Tell us about the podcast. Tell us about the, real quick, uh, yeah. the um, contest on Philly yeah. Soccer Page. So we are holding a contest on Philly Soccer Page to design the union's away kit. So mm-hmm. this whole thing was lined up to to go live the day before the kit launch party because all indications the union had given was the kit was going to come out on the, on the 8th. I'm like, all right, we'll get an article out on the 7th. It'll be perfectly timed. Except then they released the kit a week and a half early. Yeah. Right. Neither here nor there. The designs we've gotten so far have been um, all really, really interesting. Some exceptionally well done. Um, and when you see them, I'm, I'm excited to share them. I wish I could release it. Is there today. a predominant color that you see in them? 
I'm no, they're all over the map. Okay. Um, and almost all of them. Mine's yellow. I, I haven't sent it yet. There is yet. a fantastic yellow one. Sweet. Uh, and I look forward to seeing yours too. Um, the one I received today is sort of like this off-white cream. And I, I don't know that it's the best of the bunch because I don't want to play any favorites. But I will say it's really, really well done. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for everybody to see them. If for no other reason than to say um, this could be done. Right. There's a potential. Right. There's universe. so much potential out there with the color scheme that's available. Yeah. There's ways to go. With yeah. There's, to, there's more than all white. No, and to your point, Mike, like some people have used Entenmann's. Somebody used um, Pet Boys, which I didn't know was locally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Originally, yeah. Subaru was in there. Yeah. Um, there's a couple Wawa kits. I mean, it's just great. People have been really thoughtful and had a good time with it. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's It's been really fun to just get. Ga- I haven't written anything. It's just been gathering up this information. So it's cool. Cool. Right. Excellent. So, and definitely check out the All Three Points podcast. Right? Yeah, All Three Points podcast, also on the Philly soccer page. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris writes nice things. You should read them. Uh, absolutely. They're, they're, read uh, I do write for Philly. Yeah, I do. <laughs> they're, they're, they're more clever than, than most of the things that I've written for <laughs> Philly soccer page. Oh, and then I guess you're, you're actually involved. I just write from afar. And they're, oh, that's a good angle. Like, you actually get involved with the right. team. So that's I, I mean, the match report is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> for the ones it that it is written, what it is. You are yeah. right about that. Oh, man. Uh, it's going to be another year, isn't it? <laughs> I wish it wasn't, but it's going to be. Well, it's another Philadelphia <laughs> Union season, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to wear my brand new away kit next yeah. time. I'm going to bring the, the Major League Bob Uecker. Right. <laughs> All four. All eight. That guy is dead. We'll cross him off. Cross anyway. Him off <laughs> uh, oh, we'll be positive next week. Don't worry. Yes. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening. I uh, thank uh, Mike Cervetio from Philly Soccer Page for sitting in. Chris Gibbons, uh, great to have you on. Hope to have you in again great and to uh, talk, talk some union with you. And uh, we will catch everybody soon.